0: I'm Matt Primo and this is a two-game podcast alongside me is my co-host Christian Valencia today we have a bunch of stuff we're gonna be discussing I got some housekeeping news to get out the way the games on the horizon we're gonna be previewing uh, Ghost Tsushima in a couple of weeks we're gonna be doing a review on that we're also gonna be doing a last of us 2 spoiler cast in a couple of weeks as well Christian's going to be going on vacation at the end of the month, so hopefully we'll have some episodes to kind of cover the weeks that he's not going to be here. Also, we have a mental health discussion involving video games that will also be coming out in the next few weeks. We're getting that planned and recorded within the next couple weeks. We're not sure if that's going to be an episode all on its own, but we will let y'all know about that. Well, we're going to just jump right into things. We have a very long episode planned again. Last week's episode was one hour long. I was surprised it wasn't longer than that, because I edited a ton to knock it down a little bit. I'm sure that Batman versus uh, Marvel didn't help. No, no, it didn't, because it, you know, it was, it was basically like two segments, because we talked about Michael Keaton, and then it just blended in right into DC versus Marvel. It's weird how that happens. <laughs> but guess what? Nobody cares because it's Batman, so everybody loves Batman. <laughs> but this this week we're gonna be talking about light like normal, what we've been playing, what we've been watching and listening to. Then we're gonna jump into some news. Not a whole lot of news has been coming out. We're going to be doing talking about uh, NBA 2K2-1. The news has been coming out that it's going to cost $10 more for that game for next gen. We're going to be previewing Ghost of Tsushima, which comes out in a couple of weeks, and Mortal Shell. After those previews, we're going to be discussing difficulty in games, and we're going to close out this episode with our weekly recommendations. So mm-hmm. let's hop right into it. So Christian, what have you been playing this week?
1: So, I've just discovered this gym called Minecraft Dungeons. It's kind of plays like Diablo. Level up your uh, combat rating, you can um, have a four players campaign, you have like this whole story behind it, like it's very elaborate. Certain things happen, you have to go track it down. Like I said, it's pretty much Diablo for Minecraft. What about you? What have you been
0: playing? I am still working my way through The Last of Us 2, and I'm actually finally making some leeway in that. I'm really loving what I've gotten to so far. Like, the beginning is like, eh, it's all right. I mean, it's good. But where I'm at now, it's like, it's finally getting going, and I'm enjoying it. But uh, other than that, I've been. I'm still making my way through Pokemon DLC on the Switch. I maybe put another hour into that since episode 2. And yeah, just. I haven't really changed anything that I've been playing. Just trying to work through what I've what I've already started.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. That Last of Us is just a great game.
0: And it's so long.
1: I mean, I li- recently beat it since episode two. Like, when I said I was 25 hours in, I literally played like an hour and a half and I beat it.
0: I'm spending so much time on just, like, scavenging. No, I
1: oh, I like, I feel like I have to look at everything. Oh, I understand. I, I literally did the same thing. I was looking everywhere for every little thing.
0: One of the things I don't like about it, like say there's a cutscene behind a door and you're searching through this house and you're like, Well, I'm gonna go get this door over here in just a second. I'm gonna search through this door and you go through that door and it's a cutscene and you can no longer go back out that door. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Damn Yeah,
1: I understand that one. There was a lot of times I had to like try to traverse away from where I needed to go.
0: What uh what you been watching? So
1: I've been watching Bleach anime pretty much this kid normal kid can see ghosts from a certain area I don't know if y'all gonna watch it or not I'm not gonna spoil anything but a certain way certain things happen this girl comes in she's not human she's a soul reaper as they call them she pretty much gives her powers to him to defeat some kind of monster and then he tries to rescue her because she broke him a sin in her community Um, I recently heard that they're supposedly renewing the new seasons, because I think there's like ten seasons. I heard they're going to finish the series, the whole series, so I'm trying to rewatch it so I can catch up, because it's only like a lot of episodes.
0: Is it like, is it One Piece that has like a thousand episodes?
1: No, it's nowhere near One Piece. (laughs) One Piece has got like 700 and something episodes. It's a lot. Yeah.
0: That's one of the reasons why I haven't finished Fairy Tail yet, because there's so many.
1: Yeah, but Fairy Tail has an end, and... You know i have to rewatch that one again
0: i've gotten like midway through it so it's on my backlog my backlog <laughs> uh i've been watching i just finished catching up on black clover and i started goblin slayer oh that's uh, wa- a great one what was that like beginning of the year yeah i never finished it because you know Back- i have i have yeah backlog <laughs> and attention span of of nothing Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> I've also been watching the beta gameplay of Mortal Shell. They just opened it up for everybody on PC. And I'm watching it on YouTube. Been watching Fighting Cowboy. He does a whole bunch of games, streams, stuff like that. So go check him out on, on YouTube if you're doing like Dark Souls. That's like his main thing that he does. As far as listening, I've been still listening to Crystal Lake. Can't get enough of them. They're probably my second favorite band. At the moment. How convenient. Yeah. And CrossFaith, that my co-hosts graciously... Oh,
1: I found them really quickly.
0: Yeah. They're really good, too. Indeed. And the good news, the good thing about them, these bands, Cold Rain, Crystal Lake, CrossFaith, they're all Japanese metal bands. It's something that I haven't really experienced before because they they, they sound so unique. And that's what keeps pulling me back to them. So something new factor. Yeah. Like Crystal Lake throws in like this synthy sound every once in a while. Like I can't really describe it, mm-hmm. but it, it adds something different that I, I don't normally listen to. And at this moment, they're one of my favorite bands. Fit for Kings, still number one. Can't take them over. Yeah, I agree on that one. I've also been listening to Seether since the last episode when I mentioned their new song "Dangerous." Absolutely loving that song right now, and I've just pretty much put their entire playlist on shuffle, and I have no regrets. I wouldn't
1: either By any means I love See There as well I just I haven't had a chance To listen to their new stuff
0: I actually chuckled On the ambulance The other day Because I was listening To one of their Poppier albums The ones I had mentioned And you were like Poppy albums And I started listening to it And I chuckled
1: (laughs) That's funny So I've been listening to An oldie classic Some Breaking Benjamin uh, Phobia Best album ever Uh, You can't change my mind On that one Like every song on there Is Perfect Perfectly organized, perfectly executed, as they say. It's almost like the Shinedown CD, their first one. Like, prove me wrong. I, I'm not going to. So, I've been listening to that. I like their new albums, but Phobia is always that classic. got uh, hits me in the feels, pumps me up where it needs to be. It's like
0: the perfect combination of heavy and... And soft? Uh, and soft. Shut up. <laughs> 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 I don't even know where we're at now. (laughs) I don't even know how we continue from that. I don't either.
1: Um, I do want to correct that uh, movie section. I did episode two in 1917 was not directed by Chris Nolan. It was directed by Sam Mendes. For those who were probably screaming at me this whole time, going, "Fix it!" Eric Hernandez. Hmm, How about that? Christopher Nolan directed Dunkirk. That's the one. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's all war movies. I mean, I only slept like 3 hours before I did the podcast, so, you know. You're not you know. wrong.
0: So, uh, yeah, we'll get right back on track here. We have one little news thing to talk to y'all about today. NBA 2K21 has announced that their next-gen games are going to be $10 more. So, instead of 59.99, they're going to be 69.99. What are your, your thoughts on these games costing $10 more now?
1: So I really kind of think this is a joke because I read into Madden 21, so they're going to be doing, you're going to buy the $60 game, but for the new gens, it's free. I don't understand why it's got to be $70. It's never been anything but 60 bucks. I mean, why raise it? There's nothing that spectacular about these new consoles. There's
0: really not. I will play Devil's Advocate, So a lot, especially some of the games that we're going to be talking about today, the next gen, have non-existent loading times. Is that worth $10 to you, or would you rather save $10? I'd rather save $10, because and just, how much of the console going to be?
1: Probably a dick load. Right? It's like buying a new iPhone or Android. $1,000. $1,000 to that thing. Yeah, you're paying in payments, but, I mean, you can't do that with a console.
0: I think it's ridiculous that these sports games are charging more they're essentially rehashing everything from the previous game and they just throw in like maybe a new mode and then delete another one a new career mode yeah like those games should be50 dollars max I think more of it is the ten dollars is
1: probably gonna be for you know these NBA players and their likeness you know they want more money and royalties to that stuff
0: oh of course so you know gotta make that extra you know million on top of the 30 million that they're already making right
1: oh no we need more money.
0: Disclaimer: This is coming from disgruntled paramedics. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, we get paid, you know, crap for doing literally playing in crap. I've been deep in crap with you, sir. I know. Shut up.
0: Jinx we go. Oh shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I don't mind. I don't mind the ten dollar price tag if it's actually going to somewhat decent. I think the graphics on the consoles right now look great. I mean, are they going to get that much better to where our eyes can actually see the difference? Can um, you tell the difference?
1: In uh, um, the new consoles, yeah, you can see a big difference. But, you know, they also hype those up, edit them, and promote them to you.
0: Like that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 trailer? Oh, yeah, that was nice. Bro, that was hot. But I guarantee you it's not going to look like that when you get it. And, you know, they've been showing footage of, like, Last of Us 2 and this Ghost of Tsushima, Cyberpunk. And when they show these trailers, dude, they look incredible. But you have a base PS4? Yeah. I do, too. I mean, it looks good, but it's not nearly as good as a PS4 Pro.
1: Oh, that's not on the Pros. When they do those, those are on computers. Those are edited on computers.
0: Sometimes it says, you, you see, like, a little disclaimer at the bottom, and it says, Captured on PS4 Pro, or, or I won't say it at all. I mean, I can see they captured it
1: on the Pro, but it really was never on the Pro. They just put that there to make it look like, oh, we're going to go buy this PlayStation Pro because it looks good, but it's not.
0: I don't really see the point in adding $10. Like, what value is that going to give me? Are you going
1: to give me something extra in it, like some like DLC content or, you know, little hidden prizes, you know, worth $10? Right. Because, you know, they want that currency, you know,
0: Oh, buy, you know, $10,
1: get, you know, 1,000 gems or whatever, you know.
0: Microtransactions? Yeah, that's the ones. First game that comes to mind is Battlefront Two, Right. I don't want to talk about that game. No, I don't either. You know, I had uh, Eric Hernandez name dropping you again, sir. You asked why we haven't been talking about Star Wars games. And my thoughts are the Star Wars games have been pretty much meh to terrible here recently. I haven't played Fallen Order, so I I heard it's a really good game. But I don't know much about it, and I haven't played it. I haven't
1: played it either, but I've heard it's really good. But, like, a lot of the new Star Wars games are transactions.
0: Like Battlefront 2. Yeah. And I'm sure this uh, new Squadron game that's coming out is going to be the exact same thing. Because it's EA being the developers behind it. And they're going to try to make as much money as possible. And they're going to charge you 60 bucks, And then they're going to add microtransactions on the top of it. So, I don't want to pay $70 for a game and then have to pay for other stuff in the game. If I'm paying $70, I better get some added content.
1: Right. I mean like if I'm gonna pay ten dollars more, I better not have to go buy a DLC. It should all come within it.
0: Neo two, I paid seventy bucks for it. That is for the base game. I got a steel book, which was hot by the way. An art book. I also got pre order bonuses. And then on top of that, they give you the DLC. For 10 bucks, and you're gonna get at least, I think, what, two DLC packs out of it? And from what I've seen, that is like another game in itself. That is added content. I don't mind paying $70 for that. Yeah. It's essentially getting two games. Yeah. But if I'm getting $70 for NBA 21, that looks just like NBA 15, I mean, I'm not really interested in that. But granted, I don't really buy those games anymore, anyways, so this really doesn't affect me any.
1: Right, I don't buy them either.
0: But that's, our, that's really our only news for the week. Actually, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you, sir. Did you see where they announced a new Ninja Turtles movie? I did. And Seth Rogen is going to be producing it? I did see that. I was kind of skeptical because we all know how Seth Rogen is. Yes. So my thoughts on Ninja Turtles. I absolutely love the Ninja Turtles. I've been a huge Ninja Turtles fan since... Diapers? Since Diapers. That As far as I can remember, you know? <laughs> Shout out to Michelangelo, who is yeah. the best. And the last two Ninja Turtle movies haven't been that great. I mean, they've been all right. They're watchable, I mean, but
1: Fox is still hot in it. But that's about it.
0: But I, for the for the most part, I don't. I don't really care for them. I've seen them a couple of times here and there. I hadn't not shown them to my kids. My kids watched, you know, the good ones.
1: Yeah, my kids prefer the the older ones, the ones we grew up on. Other the best than ones, the new ones,
0: right? I don't want this raunchy comedy from Seth Rogen. So if that's what he's going for, then I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near that. The Ninja Turtles movies—they are missing. They're missing that heart, which is what the Michael Bay films had none of. They were all, oh, let's have the sexual windows and explosions, explosions, Michael Bay. And that's not what a, that's not what a Ninja Turtles movie is. It's not explosions. It's some ninja stuff. Brotherhood? Brotherhood. With a little bit of comedy in Indeed. Michelangelo. Yep. Yeah. And it's like dumb comedy. It's not like they're coming up these teenage... these sexual innuendo jokes. That's not really what it is. I mean, don't we do that. But I don't want a whole movie like that.
1: I mean, I understand. Like, it, it just reminds me of when I watch, Did you ever watch Sausage Party? No. Yeah, I watched like 20 minutes into it, and I was like, yeah, no. It was funny for the first five minutes, and I was like, it's just like the whole movie. Exactly. I'm good.
0: But when you when you go back and watch like the first Ninja Turtles and the Secret of the Ooze, the jokes are like, like it's just funny in the moment. Like it's not like a Seth Rogen comedy or like Knocked Up and Pineapple Express and all that. It's not like that. Yeah. They're talking about pizza and him being late, right? And that's hilarious. That I, I don't know why. I these kids these days probably don't laugh at that shit. But that that stuff's so funny to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, let's play on our phones. I mean, that's what kids nowadays. And so let's do a dance on TikTok. That's pretty much what kids do now.
0: I'm in. I'm still trying to figure out what TikTok is. It's kind of like Vine mixed with YouTube. Hmm. I'm I'm getting up there in age. I don't know. I don't know all these little new websites and apps that these kids are are doing. Yeah. But anyways, so I do. We're rambling. So yeah, like I said, that's that's it for a new segment. NBA 2K21 is $10 more for next gen. And then a new Ninja Turtles movie is on a horizon. And all I got to say is it has a lot to live up to, and it's probably not going to live up to it. Probably not. But they better shoot their best shot. Indeed. And now we're going to move on to our game previews for this episode. First off, we're going to talk about Ghosts of Tsushima. It's an open world samurai game being released on the PS4 in a couple weeks on July 17th. and I'm gonna start off by saying I am very excited to play this game. I love Samurai games games based in Japan. Absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it.
1: I agree. like I love the Samurai games. like I played uh, Ninja Garden. But we all know how hard that was, and I uh, don't want nothing to do with it, so we don't talk about it.
0: The two most recent old Japanese games that have come out: Sekiro a couple years ago from From Software, and then earlier this year was Neo Two, which last week I discussed was my favorite game of this year. And both those games are part of shit, and that's what I'm kind of hoping this one isn't. Honestly, I just want to say this for the uh, difficulty in games discussion that we're gonna have. But I do want to say that not all games need to be difficult, and that's not really what I'm looking for in this game. I want this game to be exploration, Japanese lore, and combat. I don't, I don't really want difficulty out of this game. What about you?
1: I mean, I agree. I don't want to be able to sit here and have to fight the same dude a hundred times to progress. I mean, I understand there's are certain areas you have to progress but I want to, like you said, the lore. I want to look at all the, the great graphics. I want to look at the great scenery. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to chop some people's heads off too, but I mean, I'd rather, like I said, play and just do what I want to do.
0: You said chop, chopping people's heads off? Indeed. They actually have this mechanic. You push a button, and after you kill somebody, you literally put the sword against like your body, or you can sling it and sling the blood off. looks Epic as shit. That does sound hot. That does sound hot. I would definitely be running around just slinging blood at people. <laughs> and you're like, hiya! <laughs> oh, oh, oh my face! <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this game you play as Jin. You're playing in 13th century feudal Japan, and you're the last samurai on this island, and you're stopping a Mongol invasion.
1: Goddamn Mongolia's not down my she-wall.
0: Fun fact about the game, the development team, Sucker Punch, kind of like outsourced a team in Japan to go to this island and they recorded like birds chirping, all kinds of wildlife. They recorded that. So stuff that you're hear in the game is actually recorded from this island. And they also tried to recreate the island as it is into the video game. Which I thought was pretty interesting.
1: That is actually really intricate and very detailed. Like, a lot of games don't do that. But, like Matt said, this Jin is like the last samurai, but he's like a survivor of his clan. And he said, like said, the Mongolians are coming. Um, what I've seen is, and I've heard, that it's not like Dark Souls. So everybody's like, oh, Dark Souls game, another one. No, this one's mm-hmm. nothing like Dark Souls. Maybe Neo too, maybe. But there is, like, a function where you have choices... An honorable samurai or a dishonorable I don't know how that's going to play out yet but I did hear like a downside is you're going to have to manually control the camera when you're fighting
0: oh like you can't lock on
1: I don't know yet but I did see like when people actually played it said that like you have to move the camera when Ooh. you're fighting so maybe they changed it with the beta or whatever I'm hoping they did because I don't want to be able to move the camera and I'm trying to you know chop someone's head off yeah it's kind of a big turn off
0: yeah right. Speaking of the Neo Two reference, you're actually going to be swapping stances in this game. Uh, as of right now, from what I've seen, there's three stances, and in Neo Two you had low, mid, and high, and you would swap between the three in combat. Their stances are going to be elemental stances. They're called water, stone, and wind. And it's I'm curious to know if you're going to have to pick the stance for the enemy. Like this one enemy might require you to do a low stance, or this enemy might require like a like a high stance, or in this in this case, water stance or a wind stance. And that's interesting, but I hope it's not as difficult as Neo 2 because I don't want to have to sink in an extra 20 hours just based off difficulty, you know. Right. Just some other things about the game. You can play in Japanese or English? They have both. But my question to you would be,
1: why would you play it in English? If I wanted to read the story, I'd play it in English. Unless it was subbed, I can do that. i do that with anime enough.
0: Uh, See, I'm weird about it. Like, I, I have to watch anime in dubbed. But if I'm playing, like, Sekiro and Neo 2, I played both of them in Japanese. Like, I feel like I have to watch that in Japanese.
1: I mean, yeah, I can see where you're doing it. But I'd rather see what they're saying. You know, maybe there's a funny moment and I can't read it.
0: Oh, they give you subtitles. Oh,
1: well, there you go.
0: Then I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, so subbed. They have dynamic weather. It's procedural. So, like, you know how, like, Dead Cells, every level was different. You never had the same level twice. Yeah. Same thing. You're never going to have the same clouds twice. The weather's going to always be changing, which I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I might have to start looking at clouds to make sure. <laughs> oh, no. That cloud looks exactly the same. This is bullshit. Huh, I'll stop playing. <laughs> right. They have a, uh, they also have a black and white mode. Oh, Yeah. A little classic? That's so awesome. it give you like that classic samurai uh, movie feel to it. Do they have the messed up uh, voiceovers <laughs> as well? <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> I'm <all> still moving. <laughs> yeah. That uh, would be awesome. Like you said, you can play as a honorable or dishonorable samurai. Essentially, samurai, they're meant to just... They're supposed to be like balls deep in you. Turn up. <laughs> and, uh... Or you can be a what they're calling a uh, ghost, so you can be a ninja.
1: Well, yeah, I did hear about that stealthy section? You can do. You can just go around. You know, ninja in people, literally, figuratively. Ooh, there's something great about just stealth killing a whole bunch of enemies. Cause they're always like the animations are always great and epic. Like you'll see like a head fly up, and there's like a necessary amount of blood, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> right. Because the human body does not do that.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Sidebar for a second. The last of us two. Oh God! There are dogs yes, in the game. There are dogs, dude. I'm getting my ass whooped. My dogs? No, yeah, them too. But this whole level with dogs and humans, and this dog starts attacking me, and there's a there's a human right next to me. I shoot the dude real quick, and then I come back with my machete, and I just—it is the most vicious sound and animation of just slicing that dog. It was like. I just I had to laugh. I'm like, God
1: dang! Oh, uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like all those all those animations with all the weapons, like the the uh, two by four, like that thing is just vicious. Especially when it breaks when you hit them. Right, it's just disgusting.
0: And back to your originally planned program of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, you can be a you can do stealth, and I think that's what I'm gonna be doing most of the game. I think, or a lot of the game is stealth. Because, like I said, there's just something extremely satisfying about just stealth killing. That was one of the great things about Sekiro. You know, you could be up top and you could just drop down and stealth kill someone that way. Right. And it was just, it was awesome every time. Never got old. Yeah, I might I
1: might do the dishonorable and just, just start running around, just murking people. Because, you know,
0: it's fun. Right. So, other mechanics in the game. They're not gonna have a huge like UI system on the screen. Like you know how normally it shows you a map in like one corner, it shows you like your items in another corner, and then it shows you like your health in another corner. They're not gonna have all that. There's no map. They don't need map. There's no directions. Maps are for weak people. <laughs> They're doing this because they want you to enjoy the landscape, the world. They don't want you focusing on all the intricacies on the screen they want you just looking and just enjoying the world that you're in which 100 i'm all for it
1: oh yeah i agree i, I definitely want to enjoy that i don't want to be able to oh no
0: my health bar's low let me go get a potion but speaking of no map the wind is actually going to tell you which way to go so yeah you click like a button on your controller and the wind will blow shut up <laughs> And you just follow the wind. I mean, that's unique. I've never played a video game like that before. So, hey, I'm all about things that I, have, I haven't tried before or done before. But uh, just to get into some of the weapons, your main weapons are going to be a bow and a katana. And the katana you can customize and improve throughout your, your gameplay. And then you have some secondary weapons, smoke bombs, flash bombs. There better be ninja stars in there. Or shurikens. shurikens? Indeed. But they better not be, like, some, like, bitch-ass weapon. And stun you, them? Yeah, And no. stun them. Oh, it's a little tickle. Like, no. I won't hit you in the eye. <laughs> and you're dead. Yeah. Because, like, every single game, a shuriken, it just, like, does no damage.
1: It's just a stun factor, and it's just, I don't, I don't see, if I threw a shuriken at you, you would not, not only be stunned, you'd be <laughs> bleeding somewhere.
0: Right? It, it ought to be, like, Sekiro, because you would throw shurikens at, like, dogs. And Mm. stuff like that. And then it was like one hit and they're dead. Mm. I mean, I don't need one hit. Yeah, no. One hit kills. But like five of them. If I throw five of them at you, you, you're not going to be moving. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have different styles of armor. It's kind of like Neo 2. You got the heavy armor, which is going to be less agile, more defense. Light armor, which is going to be more agile, less defense. And then you know others, which are more balanced. And then you collect charms throughout the game, so it's kind of like Hollow Knight, hmm. where you get like bonuses based off the charms that you get. So I'm assuming you're gonna to have to, you know, complete side quests, go and actually explore and find these these charms. I think any game with charms is a great game. Oh, I agree. I tend to have fun with any game that has charms.
1: I agree. I mean, finding stuff to improve you. If I sat there and just you know found charms and boost my th- my stuff up. And then go to the main
0: story and just
1: rock people. That'd be great. I'm okay with this.
0: Also, you're going to have main quest and side quest, but it's also going to be kind of like Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, you had those main quests, side quests, mm-hmm. but you also had those quick time events. Like, you know how you're s- swinging through the city and then your police scanner goes off and there's a, I don't know, an armed robbery going down, yeah. down right below you? And you just stop and take care of the robbery and you go back on your merry way? Yep. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. I'm aware of that. Yeah. So I, I think ultimately I'm going to, just from the look of it, from everything that I've read about it, seen, I think this is totally my game that I'm just gonna sink so much time into. And honestly, there's not really any huge releases after this game, so all I have are my backlog, which is increasing, increasing, and I think it's going to increase even more once I play this game. Right. So I, I feel like this is going to be that 50, 60-hour adventure that you can just spend so much time into and just enjoy yourself.
1: Oh, I agree. Hopefully there are not much DLCs. I mean, depending on how the game works, I hope there's not. I hope they put everything in the game, but you never know. Not with these new when they want to make money.
0: Right. If y'all have anything on Ghost of Tsushima, by all means, share it with us. We're both pretty excited about it. My plan is to finish Last of Us 2 within the next 11 days, which is going to put me on a time crunch because I want—I had this game pre-ordered, and it's coming out day one. I want to get it, and I want to play it then. So hopefully we can get a little review up for y'all in a few weeks on what we think of it. We probably won't do a spoiler cast no. on it. I think that's too, too huge of a game. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be too many hours into it and it'll be, it'll be like two months down the road and we'll be like, oh, spoiler crash for this game that came out you know two months ago. Oh. No one cares. So yeah, we'll just probably do a non-spoiler review midway through it or something like that. But we'll keep y'all posted on that. And we've been kind of rambling on throughout this episode. So we're going to continue to move forward and we're going to talk about some Mortal Shell. The beta gameplay just came out uh, this week. They were giving out codes for PC gamers Mm. to go on there and try it out. And then they realized, wow, there's a lot of people that want to play this game. And they opened it up for everybody. If if you have it on PC. Oh, I wish I'd have known. I have a PC and I didn't even know about it. I'm sure you could still get on it. I'm not sure. But, you know, I don't do PC gaming, so I can't do it. This game is a Souls-like RPG. The developer is Cold Symmetry. It's about a fifteen person development team. Not very big. And it looks really it looks really good for a such a small development team.
1: Yeah, it look like it's like a Diablo slash Doom, like that just evil demonic stuff. I don't know if you haven't played Doom yet, but it's just it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And like you said, it's a Dark Souls feel.
0: What I've watched of it, apparently you can possess dead bodies. From what I've seen, you can't just Inhabit anybody? Yeah, there are, there are particular ones that you acquire. Yeah, and then you can freely swap between those. Mm-hmm. The uh, shells, as they they call them. Huh, how about that? Mm. Speaking of the shells, I guess we'll talk about that first since we're on the subject already. They're essentially multiple classes that you can freely swap between. Think like Destiny, where you know you have all the, the Titan. What, what were War, the other ones? the
1: Warlock and the Hunter.
0: Yeah, think that. But you can swap between them freely throughout the game. You don't have to start over or create a new save file and then play as that other class, which is very interesting, in my opinion, because let's say you're fighting this one boss or these certain types of enemies, and you're getting your ass handed to you. Well, I'm going to go swap to this other shell that I have Mm -hmm. and see if that'll work. You're going to swap shells whenever the situation calls for it. Yeah. Each shell has its own stat skill tree, So that's basically you're leveling up. They don't have this traditional level 1, level 2, level 3 thing like Dark Souls or Bloodborne would be. You're essentially just leveling up a skill tree. It's kind of like Sekiro in that sense. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things I didn't like about Sekiro. So I don't know how I'm going to like that with this, but supposedly it gives you pretty good skills to go along with it. So that remains to be seen. Uh, In the beta gameplay, there was Heros the Vassal. He was a balanced knight build, so he was just balanced with stamina, resolve, and defense. There was Teal the Acolyte. He had massive damage, but less life. And then there were a bunch of others, but they're not releasing those at the time being because you, you played up until a certain point in the game, and then they, you had to start over. Are you interested in this game?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I, like What I've watched, I'm pretty into Like, the gruesomeness. Like, I loved playing Doom. And this reminds me of, like, if Doom wasn't just guns. Like, if I had to fight in Doom with a sword and all that other jazz, then, yes, this is what I would be into. It almost reminds me of that, um, you remember that game in Dante's Inferno? Never played it. Well, Dante's Inferno, like, the Satan pretty much took his girl and he had to go into hell to fight him. So that reminds me of that without the swapping of shells. Fair enough. So I'm pretty pretty uh, interested into it. Like I was looking at the graphics It's very like very polished for only having like a 15 man team. It's very polished, very dark, very detailed. So we'll see what that has to come with with all that.
0: Uh, just to go through some of the mechanics in the game, like I said previously in the podcast, I've watched probably three hours of gameplay. I was very. I'm very interested in this game. Huge Dark Souls fan, as I've mentioned before. So this game is definitely going to scratch that itch. Indeed. There's no block button. Oh. You can. Uh, it's called Harden. Shut up. Which turns you to stone and you absorb that uh, the hit. But kicker is Harden has a cooldown period, so you can't spam it. Uh-huh. It's not like a block button where you can just constantly block. Mm-hmm. It's one one time and done.
1: Oh, well, that's no. Uh... No bueno.
0: Yeah, but if you parry them, and it, this is kind of like how you gain health, mm-hmm. they don't have Estus flasks or gourd seeds or anything like that for you to constantly heal yourself. You have to constantly fight in this game, and that's why it reminds me a lot more of Bloodborne than it does Dark Souls because in Bloodborne, you, you had the rally potential. Mm-hmm. If you got hit and you hit you hit them within a certain amount of time, you got back a lot of your health. Mm-hmm. In this game, you have to constantly attack, and you build up the stat called Resolve. If you're not attacking, your Resolve diminishes over time. It drains. You have to have one bar of Resolve, and then if you hit a parry, you can do a follow-up attack it's like a it's called empowered rapost, hmm. and it does massive damage and it heals you so that's like your main healing function is you're gonna have to learn how to parry
1: something tells me that's not gonna be easy on this game no
0: it doesn't sound like it's gonna be easy because if it's anything like Dark Souls I can't parry where shit but to talk a little bit more about items the the screens of like the loading screens the item descriptions, All that looks just like Dark Souls. It's like they copy and pasted it. And I'm not angry about it by any means. But one key difference in this game is you get an item from the game and it doesn't tell you what it is. So, like, say you pick up this thing and it tells you berry or something like that. Mm -hmm. You have to consume it so many times for you to learn what it is. So, I saw this gameplay. This dude picked up a berry, ate it, he got poisoned. It was a poison berry. (laughs) Hmm. But apparently you can, like, become immune to it oh. eventually after you eat it so many times. But you have to, you know, heal yourself it. also.
1: Yeah. There's the pairing.
0: Right? And that, that was the cool thing about Teal the Acolyte. He has this mechanic that when he's poisoned, he actually gains health.
1: Oh, so it's like I'm poisoning the crap out of myself.
0: Yeah. Right? I think that's interesting, but at the same time, it it kind of aggravating. Yeah. Trying to figure out what this is, trying to remember what this is. Because you have to build familiarity on those items to learn what they are. And same thing goes for your shells. You don't know anything about your shells, so you have to gain like the currency of the game, which is tar and glimpses. And that's how you learn more about your shell, learn more about your abilities. When you die, you get, you get hit out of your shell. You have one chance to get back in that shell, because it's a one-hitter-quitter mm-hmm. kind of instance. And once you get back in your shell, you regain full health. But you only get to do that once per rest which is interesting.
1: It's kind of interesting.
0: But if you end up dying, you drop all of your tar, which is, again, the currency, how you level up your character, just like Dark Souls. You drop it, and if you don't get back to it before you die again, you obviously lose all that. Hopefully it's not Sekiro where... The most aggravating thing about Sekiro was you lose... (laughs) Not even the boss fights. It was you lose half your shit every single time you die. I don't like that. No. And it's like, well, you can buy these, these money bags, and save your money. Yeah, well, you only give a certain amount of money bags in the game. Right? So, this is bullshit. Now, I'll, I'll save that for difficulty in games. But there's no uh, release date as of yet, but it's actually expected in quarter three of this year, so in the next couple months we should have this game. And it's supposed to be cheaper than $60. Supposed to be around the $40 mark, which, hey, this game looks good for $40. I think I'm going to end up checking it out. I'm very, very intrigued by it. I will definitely be getting this day one when it comes out. So the main discussion for this week is going to be difficulty in games. Over the last couple years, this has been a huge debate in gaming. Mainly since Sekiro came out, this topic has just been discussed everywhere. People have strong opinions on should video games have the option for difficulty, or should they not? For those of you that are not aware, from software it are the ones that created, like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Demon Souls. They make their games hard as shit. You're always, you're, you're gonna die 100 times. And they have no difficulty option. It's the big thing that you have to do is get good with them. Personally, I I love Dark Souls. I love Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 2, screw that game. I've played probably about 10, 12 hours of that game and I just I can't go any further. Maybe when my backlog is done, I'll go back to it and try to beat it, but that game is just bullshit. It's hard it's hard for no reason, you know? The more you die, you lose health.
1: Oh, well, that's kind of kind of productive.
0: Yeah. So, you have to use an item to restore it, but there's only a certain amount of those items in the world. So when you're fighting a boss and you're getting your ass killed, you're steadily losing health, and then you're steadily using those items to gain that health back. It's, it's hard just to be hard. Shout out. Uh. <laughs> that game is is different in that regard. Sekiro, it's just, it's, it's brutal. I love the atmosphere of that game. I love the story behind everything, being in Japan. Absolutely love everything about that game. Except the bosses. They're so damn hard. Shout out. Look, we're just going to have to have a a constant shout out for this episode, for this uh, segment, because the word hard is going to be said a lot. Indeed. Like, I can't even finish that game. Like, the, the, the end of that game, there are nothing but bosses. It's boss after boss after boss. You know, when you're spending four or five hours on a boss, it gets so old. And so far, that's the only Souls-like game that I haven't beaten other than Dark Souls 2. I've beaten Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne. Love all three of those. But at the same time, I think there should be difficulty options in other games. I go to, to those Dark Soul games for the difficulty. I know what I'm getting myself into. But in other games, I feel like there should be those options.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Like, some games, they do the tutorial. And based on how you're doing the tutorial... They pretty much scale you to what difficulty they feel like you need to be. But then they also give you that option of going, hey, this is too hard. You can change it on the options. I don't think that it needs to be, you know, that difficult in certain games. But then again, people like the challenge. And everybody wants to walk around and go, oh, I beat this boss one hit. Boss fight doesn't need to be three to four hours. Mm Mm-mm. Because some of us don't get that luxury of going, hey, let me have you know a couple hours to play. Because some of us have kids, you know, work, jobs, all this other stuff. But a four-hour boss fight, that just took all my time to play. And I did absolutely nothing. And I have to put it down and start all over the next time I get to play. Which is, you know, never know when. Right. So, yes, I believe in it. And no, I don't believe in it. Like, I'm torn between two because I can see the challenge in it. And I can see the availability of certain people. Because not all of us, you know, could sit at home, you know, in our mom's basements or, you know, just playing video games. Getting paid to do it. I wish. But, you know, I didn't get that, you know, card dealt. But, you know, with that difficulty, there should be an option. Like, say, hey, you died a hundred times. Then they should get, throw that option out. You know, they shouldn't be like, oh, you can do it whenever you want. But, like, after so many deaths, so much time spent in one area, they're like, hey, we can give you a little option hey, you're kind of sucking here recently. You yeah. want to go down to difficulty? Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I see that. Because like, certain games do do that. Like, oh, you, you're dying a lot. Would you like to lower the difficulty? Because I think Xenoblade Chronicles did that. Like, I kept dying. And they're like, hey, you know you can change you know, the difficulty whenever. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm committed. I've done this so far in the game. I'm committed. But like I said, like I said I'm torn between both. So, yes and no, depending on the game, to
0: be honest with you. 100% agree with that. I I think it depends on the game. Like, uh, did you play Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yes. It's kind of like Last of Us 2, where you can set each individual aspect of the game to a certain difficulty. Do you want hard-ass puzzles? Mm -hmm. Well, then you put it on hard. Are you here for the puzzles, or are you here for, like, the adventure style of the game, the combat? Then you adjust it. I had puzzles on light because I don't want to sit there for an hour trying to figure out what this damn puzzle is. Right. I'm not playing this for the puzzles. I know it's a puzzle game, but I'm more in it for the uncharted aspect of it, the yep. the action adventure, the story. That's what I'm there for. So I love that they give you the different, the different options of difficulty. And in some games, like RE3, they have the three modes, I think, at mm-hmm. the very beginning. I put it on easy or the easiest option. Because I don't have a whole lot of time to bullshit with this game and to die a thousand times. I just want to get through this. Right. And almost the same exact with Last of Us too. I had it on hard mode mm-hmm. when I started it. Yeah. I bumped it down because I was dying a lot. And I'm like, I have to get done with this. And I'm here mainly for the story. All right. I think it depends on game. It's a game-by-game game basis Indeed. to what it should be. Dark Souls, I'm playing that game for the difficulty. Hey, I kind of just want to get my ass beat for four hours. I'm going to go play some Dark Souls.
1: I mean, I can see that, but I don't uh, If I want to de-stress, because that seems like more of you just piss me off. I keep dying. I want to achieve something.
0: So I don't go in it to de-stress. You go in it to get pissed I, off? I, I, I go to it because I enjoy it. Okay, I got you. And eventually it pisses me off and I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. Because you know they give you some bullshit deaths in that. And you're like, oh, yeah. dude, Really? One skeleton come out of nowhere and go, hey, I was trying to heal. That was the main thing of the discussion that started a couple years ago. They were like, well, we love this Sekiro game, but we can't play it because you've made it so difficult. And I absolutely agree with that because I love Sekiro. I spent seven, eight hours or something like that on one boss. No, it it had to have been longer than that because it was weeks. Yeah, on one it was weeks on one boss. And then I put it down for, what, a year? Yeah. And I came back, and I spent, like, another week on him. Mm-hmm. And I finally beat him, and I was like, oh, my God, I can finally move forward. Right. And then they had the Guardian Ape, that who is- I spent, like, a week on. Yeah. And then it was just, it was after that point, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of spending weeks and weeks on just one boss. Mm-hmm. And I agree with the, the argument that people are making. I love this game, but it's so damn hard, so damn difficult, that I can't finish it. And I think you kind of put yourself into a corner when you make your, your games that difficult. Sekiro is a lot different than Dark Souls. Yeah. Dark Souls, you can level up and level up. You can go grind, essentially. Yep. And, hey, I'm getting my ass kicked. Maybe I need to go put some points into health right. or make myself stronger. So I'll go grind for a couple hours. And that's, I mean, that's fun to me. Hell, I've been doing that since fucking Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon, that's all you do. At least there's an option for you to get better. Sekiro, it was either you you got this down or you don't. Yeah. Obviously, you have some of the abilities that you can get, but those only not get you so far. You strictly have to parry and strike. And it's just, it's a its a dance. And you if you don't get it, you can't play it or beat it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's why I never played Sekiro, there was just so
1: much difficulty, and the story is amazing, just, you just can't get through it because you have to fight a boss for, you know, a month. I mean, some people are really good at those games, they're going to be wrong, but then a lot of people don't have the time for it.
0: Like that, uh, that YouTuber that I was talking about earlier, Fighting Cowboy, he did a Let's Play series, and then he did a walkthrough. The walkthrough, he was like, I don't think I've died this entire playthrough. And I'm like, how the hell did you go through this entire
1: playthrough without dying? It reminds me of, like I said earlier, Ninja Gaiden. That was stupid hard for a game. That I mean, it looked good for, you know, mm-hmm. the time. But, Jesus, that game was so hard. You had to, like you said, block parry, jump around. look like Sonic jumping around everywhere trying to collect coins. I see the audience for it, but then you also got to see, you're going to make money. You're going to make money of people who don't like those difficulties, but they want to play it. So you're not going to make that money. So if you add that difficulty, change, there's your more audience
0: for you to play. I think platformers are a little bit different in that regard because I don't, I don't think you can make a platformer easy, medium, or hard. I think it has to be one difficulty.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, but that's why they make the d- enemies harder.
0: When we played Hollow Knight together, yeah, I mean, there was, what, four or five bosses that we, were, we got stuck on for a little while. That first, uh, what was her name, Silk? I think so. The Hornet, no, Hornet. No,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't don't remember that. Yeah.
0: I'm like, dude, this is bullshit.
1: They can't hit her. And, you know, she over here just throwing stuff at you. You had to dodge and, you know, jump in the air at the same time and try to hit her. And it's an hour fight. It really was.
0: But it had that Dark Souls aspect to it to where you had to learn her moves in order to beat her. Right. And it's just like Mario. You know, you get the first, what, world. It's like, bro, this is is easy shit. Right. And then you get to, you know, Bowser's World, and you're like, bruh, this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I had all the timing, and
0: make sure you jump right, and you had to have that certain jump to get to that. Those are bullshit to me. Yeah. And I don't like that. I'm not a great gamer by any means, and when they throw that aspect into it, it's just like, dude, come on, man.
1: Help me help you help me.
0: Exactly. But I I thought this was an interesting discussion just to have because over the last couple years, it's been, like I said, this huge debate. Should there be difficulty in games? Should there be easy, medium, hard modes? Or should there not be at all? Should the developers make the game that they want to make? I think we can both agree. I think it's a game-by-game basis. You don't play Dark Souls nope. because you don't like that style. Of game. You don't like getting your ass beat. You yeah. know? I want to play
1: a game. I want to play a game.
0: Exactly. So when I play a Dark Souls game, I know this is going to take me about 50 or 60 hours to beat. Yeah. And I devote all my time to that. But that's because I want that at that time. But, you know, if I'm playing Spider-Man or The Last of Us 2, I'm here for the story and the combat, yes. But I'm not looking for a difficult experience. And that's kind of the same thing with Ghost of Tsushima and Cyberpunk. I'm not there for the difficulty. Don't bring this difficult bullshit in there. Let me go for the story. Yeah, I'm there for the story. and It's like, like Breath of the Wild. I'm there to explore that world, be in that world, immerse myself in everything. I don't want to die 100 times. Especially in a game that's going to be 50 or 60 hours. Right.
1: Let me throw this one at you. What about evolutional?
0: Like uh, like you're being a badass for the whole game and it starts getting harder and harder and yeah. harder. Shout out. Yeah. And then if you're sucking. Yeah. It, just just starts, there's starts, a... it
1: starts, starts going easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a huge, huge sexual Sexually in Windows. <laughs> anyway, like I said, that, that evolution, you don't see it at many games. You really don't... And I mean, I understand why. Because certain areas are easier than other areas. But if you have all that argument about difficulties and what to pick, what not to pick, if you can change it, somebody needs to develop an evolutionary one where, oh, I'm, I'm beating the shit out of these enemies easily. Dodging them, learning all this. Well, let's make them harder. When it reloads, when they reload, they're harder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't see how that being too difficult. Like you were saying with Pokemon... The DLC, how everything is supposed to scale to your level, and you wanted the open world. Open world scales to your level. You can do it. You just have to find the
0: right aspect on how to do it. I I 100% agree with that. And uh, I'm not going to jump off on Pokemon because we all know. (laughs) That's a rant (laughs) territory. And this episode is long enough as it is. Right? But I, I absolutely agree. I feel like there was a game recently that did that. There is a
1: couple out there. I don't remember what they were called, but there are a couple out there.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like there's one in like the last three or four years that has come out, and it scaled to how you were performing. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure. If, if anybody knows the answer to that, please uh inform us. Inform us. But uh, I think that's a good stopping point for, for this discussion. If, anybody, if y'all have any thoughts on, do you think there should be difficulty options in video games? Or do you think there shouldn't be? You, you think that, hey, the developers should make the game that they want to make and they shouldn't cater to our needs?
1: I mean, if you have ideas, too, of other ideas on how to do it,
0: by all means, shoot them to us and let us know. Yeah. And moving on to our last segment, we're going to give you our weekly recommendations. So I've
1: been watching The Good Doctor. I don't know if anybody's familiar with
0: that. That's
1: with the Autistic Kid Becomes a Surgeon shows his life on how he becomes this surgeon and how he and everybody else deals with having an autistic surgeon so like he's like when i say smart like he can picture like certain areas he'll picture like the heart and what's wrong with it what he needs to do and he'll picture it and he'll show you Well, when you watch it it will show you and take dissect it in front of you and then it'll show you him doing that Like he's brilliant, but like he can't deal with the stress very well as you know, most autistic people can't. So it shows his life growing, like he falls in love. He does this. I'm not going to spoil anything because I want y'all to go watch it. It's like a series. I think it's on season three now, but it's really intricate. I haven't really found too many, you know, since we're, you know, we're in the medical field, found too many mishaps. As you do in all medical shows? That was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you. It's not too bad. Don't get me wrong. There's some I'm like, eh, you know, you probably shouldn't do that.
0: Do they stab Epi through the heart? No. They give everything right. You know, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They get the syringe of Epi and they just stick I, yeah. it. <laughs> and you're ain't like, po- this ain't Pulp Fiction.
1: <laughs> that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. No, that's not how any of this works.
0: But yeah, go check it out.
1: It's really, if you want a good drama, it's really, really intricate. I mean, you like the medical dramas. This is definitely one to go look at.
0: Where can I uh, watch this on? Uh, no, it's on Hulu right now. Hulu. Might, uh,
1: might check it out. It's, it's very nice. I like it.
0: I nitpick the hell out of medical shows. Though. So do I. Oh, so do I. My wife hates watching anything with me.
1: I mean, my wife's a paramedic too, so I can't really say anything because she'll pick it out before I will.
0: Sure, she'll just be like, oh, just shut the hell up. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. If you don't like it, then just go somewhere else. Well, I'm just going to go do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my recommendation for this week is going to be Fire Emblem Three Houses. So I dipped back into it a few weeks ago. It was right before the Pokemon DLC came out. Mm-hmm. I dipped my toes back into the game. I've already beaten it. Uh, there's multiple paths that you can take in the game. So there's you can play it multiple times and get a different story out of it. It's not the same game twice. Yeah. So I, I started playing it again, and God, that game is, is so good. I had never played a it's a tactical strategy RPG game on the Nintendo Switch. So essentially it's like you're moving like chess pieces essentially. Yeah. You know, you can only go so far with this, you can only shoot so far with your bow. You know, they have swords. There's war going on, so you're trying to not get your people killed, you know.
1: What about that uh, love interest that you got betrayed for?
0: Yeah, right? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going it, it's spoilers if y'all decide to play the game. Just know that I had my heart broken in the game. Did cuz I followed this girl to the to the end of the earth, and she stabbed me in the back. Literally, and fictively. Yeah, it's just a really good game. I had never played a Fire Emblem game before this one. The characters are so good. There's nothing but character stuff in this because it's kind of like a Harry Potter game hmm. when you're not in battle. Hmm. And then you can also recruit people from the other house, but you got to have like stuff that they want. You got to be nice to them, stuff stuff like that. And uh, it's a really good game. Um, it but I expect a you know forty fifty hour game. Go check that out, and let us know if y'all if y'all like any of those things. And uh, I think that's going to conclude episode three. But uh, y'all have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if y'all would. I know I've been hearing reports that it's been a little bit harder to find our podcasts on Spotify. I've been having issues as well. Uh, just go on there and subscribe, and that way you can just automatically get the notifications for when we update it. And please share this on Facebook. That's kind of like the main place that we're doing all of our social media stuff at. And uh, we'll see you all next week.